Hello everybody, this is Curtis from Tremble letting you know that we are brought to you by Shudder. Shudder is the horror movie streaming service that brings you all the latest and greatest that horror has to offer. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can use TremblePod, that's T-R-E-M-B-L-E-P-O-D, when you sign up for an account. This will give you a free 30-day trial on us, so you can check it out for yourself. With that said, let's get on with this week's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Tremble, the horror movie podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Steven Taylor. How are you two doing? I'm Good. in my glory mode. <laughs> yeah. This is like, this has been like the, like, yeah, especially after, I, I you've brought it up before, but after doing Love Witch and, and Tammy and the T-Rex to, to kind of settle into the comfy beanbag chair that is Sam Raimi, <laughs> in my mind. Um, oh, this is, this is, this is like a nice, this is like a return to form. This is like, this is franchise Viagra right here. <laughs> That's fine. We're the rock. Like, this is the rock cleanser. episodes. Yeah. This is the palate cleanser. This is like when you go have sushi and you go eat one thing and then you have to put ginger. Yeah. This is your... the ginger. Yeah. Yeah. This is the ginger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're here to talk about drag me to hell, the Sam Raimi film. Uh, one of his, well, relatively newer movies, and I think it came out 2009, I want to say. So, it's relatively recent. Uh, and yeah, it's interesting because it kind of came out like after the Spider-Man movies. So, definitely kind of, you know, you know, just uh, interesting in that regard. Um, but yeah, uh, whew, what a what a movie! <laughs> just what a movie! Mm-hmm um and wasn't well received originally i got i got some thoughts on this movie it's interesting <laughs> i i got some thoughts too but i'm i'm curious to see what you guys think of this mm-hmm. well, this is balls to the wall Raimi. like this is him doing kind of what what he wants to do um and leaning hard into his trademarks yeah mm. like leaning so hard and and uh, not caring, wanting to be gross, wanting to be ridiculous. Um, at at a certain point, it almost feels like the passion project to get him back onto the horror train again because he had been off it for a while due to Spider Man and everything. Mm-hmm. So this is him being like, this is him putting that suit on again and 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 stretching it out, mm-hmm. and in a big, big bad way because he realized that his his balls had become so much bigger in the time that he was away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. What a, what a movie. Absolutely. <laughs> Just don't, don't mess with old ladies. Just don't. That's the, <laughs> that's the real takeaway of this. That was one it, of my favorite lines from Justin Long in this movie too. Yeah. Don't piss off any old ladies today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what a great boyfriend line after you've been traumatized by being assaulted by someone. Well, and that's the great, uh, another great thing about this one is the character's ignorance to anybody's kind of mental trauma. Like <laughs> yeah. nobody gives a shit. You know what I mean? Everyone's, everyone laughs it off. And I think that's largely to do with the, the huge comic comedy vein that runs through this entire film. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is, mm. yeah, everyone's, able to compartmentalize 
on an instant and just be like, yeah, fuck it. This yeah. this movie is so interesting in particular because, like, if you go into this thinking it's just a very played straight, like, basic horror movie where, you know, there's obviously some some scenes where the, mu- the music cuts off and there's a jump scare or something like that, right? Mm. Um, if you go into this movie just playing it straight and not picking up on the funny shit, I think this movie is kind of terrible and boring, to be honest. <laughs> um, I, that's yeah. that's how I kind of went into this movie. This is... I, yeah. I didn't look up or read anything about this movie beforehand. I'd heard very mixed things about Drag Me to Hell. Yeah. Um, I know people uh, who just thought it was kind of lame and, like, there was no purpose to it because, I mean, spoilers, but obviously at the end of this movie, the main character still fucking dies. Mm. So I know a lot of people were kind of confused and were like, what the fuck was the point of this whole movie? Mm. But I don't think this movie can be watched seriously. I think if you watch this movie seriously and expect it to just be a horror movie, you're you're really going to be missing elements i mean i don't know how you can watch this movie and see the way that guy licked the envelope in that one scene the psychic guy and not go okay this movie is at least a little bit of a satire like Mm. i that that's just my opinion that's just my opinion but i can't i can't watch this movie and not see a satire of other horror movies because it hits Mm -hmm. on all the tropes in a way that to me is just too funny it's just too funny yeah i i don't know uh if like I don't I don't want to come across as like mean or anything, but like I just I got bored by this movie. Like I I think like you kind of it, it kind of sets you on this this path that you're like I I know where where we're going with this, and I was kind of hoping there'd be a bit more in terms of like veering and things that kind of take us in different odd direction. But at the end of the day, like she's cursed and she's told that she's going to be dragged to hell and you know spoilers but she gets dragged to hell so yeah uh, in a way like it's it does what it set out sets out to do but like i think that kind of made it a little dull for me mm, but, yeah i i think it, this it wasn't like overt enough with the i mean some scenes like the nosebleed scene where there's blood just spurting out from her nose and she like almost intentionally lifts her head up to make sure that her boss really gets sprayed with it or the the, the, the scene the pure slapstick comedy scene where she falls on the coffin and the old lady tumbles on top of her like that kind of stuff in this movie just made me think there's no way that they took any of this seriously when they filmed it because this is pure it's like this movie is a slapstick comedy mixed with a, a B horror movie almost and there's certain scenes that I watched and I was just like what is even going on right now like 100% there's no way a real person is making these decisions and getting into these situations <laughs> which the whole time just made me think that this must be some sort of satire like it has to be I can't I don't know just yeah certain scenes are just too ridiculous for me to take them seriously at all mm-hmm <laughs> That blood scene, though, that the, 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 he's, after he's like, did I get any in my mouth? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, those lines are just so in the background. Or not super in the background, but, like, yeah. obviously slightly quieter. So you kind of have to be paying attention a little bit to really hear him go, did, did I get any in my mouth? Like, he's very concerned about it, and it's really funny. Sam and Ivan are such... I, I mean, of course, they wrote Evil Dead, uh, Evil Dead movies as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Oh, God. I, I, I love their scripts. I really do. I, I just did the love story to, to Army of Darkness's script, but there's something about this script that I really dig as well. Mm-hmm. Also, just the fact that Justin Long is in this. I don't mm-hmm. know why, but for some reason in my brain, seeing Justin Long in the movie, I'm like, oh, this is going to be goofy. This is going to be goofy, and there's going to be a comedy twinge to this. I just feel it. I kind of had this weird reaction where I'm like, well, this is clearly a late 2000s movie because just as long as it like i don't know the guy just definitely like he was a he was a vibe in that time so it was like yeah know. like it would be like chris pratt nowadays where i'm just like i think i see him in way too much stuff like, mm. so. i i think i've seen justin long in enough stuff though like tusk or like things like that yeah. with their just yep. slightly weird and he he's got that kind of thing to him where it's like oh he you can tell that he likes the slightly weird goofy shit sometimes and i appreciate that yeah and and for me his debut was in horror because the first thing i saw him in was jeepers creepers mm. yeah i remember first he played like a bunch of roles in king of the hill funny enough oh yeah and then oh yeah i um and I'm actually remembering that Galaxy Quest was before Jeepers Creepers. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say, that's where I know him from, is the, the nerdy yeah. kid from Galaxy Quest. Mm-hmm. Uh, when was the first time uh, we all watched this movie? I love how we opening, just did, like... Opening night in theaters. Oh, nice. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's Sam Raimi. I mean, he had to show up. It's in his... Yeah, that tape. makes sense. Yeah. And and it and it's Sam Raimi returning to horror. Did I see Oz, Great and Powerful, in theaters? No, <laughs> but it's just because it wasn't. I, I didn't. For me, it wasn't the Sam Raimi that I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be fair, like I, as much as I love Sam, um, I mean, let's just pretend like Oz and Great, the Oz the Great and Powerful, is not his major comeback to cinema, and then we'll just skip yeah. ahead to uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Because... Absolutely, absolutely. I think I think Oz and working with Disney like that kind of Set the stage. stunted him a bit for a oh. while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I would I'm thinking of it though. Like, would we have gotten him doing Multiverse of Madness if it wasn't for that? No, no. And for him to be the direct next in line after Scott Derrickson had to step away. Yeah. And like I I now I'm I'm okay with it. I was bummed out that Scott Derrickson was stepping away. But out of that now, we have Sam Raimi is in the Marvel Universe, like not just back with Marvel, but in the MCU doing stuff. And Scott Derrickson made what looks like an incredible looking Joe Hill adaptation with the black phone. So mm-hmm. as we kind of got seriously hooked up out of it, I think. It's a win-win. Yeah, I think so. Very much. Uh I watched this for the first time for the podcast, which I think is maybe wow, like... <laughs> wow. I'm I'm honestly shocked. I I not uh, no like obviously no judgment, but I'm shocked both of you had to watch that. Like this yeah. was kind of a, a here's first the thing time watch. for me. I'm so here's, surprised. Here's why it's a first time watch for me because I had seen clips of it and I had seen the ending on like YouTube randomly once. So I think mm. in my mind I was always like, I know how this movie goes. So I, I don't know. I think that's maybe why. Like I, I think I don't have that nostalgia or reverence for it that some other people do. Like mm-hmm. I'm just watching it with 2022 eyes. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. 
I got I I just heard a lot of negative things about it, and and I think I had this impression that this was just going to be like a generic. Either it was going to be like a a boring generic B horror movie, which on in it, it depending on how you view it, it kind of could be that. Um, or it was just going to be like I I don't know I I wasn't quite sure how to think about it, so I put it off for a long time. Um, and, and I think there was a period of time too where I actually didn't know that this movie was directed by Sam Raimi, and so I just was not aware. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I, I I just put it off, and then I saw you we were doing it for the podcast, and I was like, all right, now's my chance. Now's yeah. my chance to finally watch this kind of controversial movie. Controversial in the sense that it seems like no one can really decide how they feel about it. <laughs> well, it's, I'm like, I put it on the list because yeah, Sam Raimi. But in my mind, I'm like, I know it as as the movie where the old lady curses the girl and she gets dragged to hell. And like, yeah. and then I watched the movie, and I'm like. It's pretty much just exactly that. Like, yeah, I think that's where my disappointment comes from because I'm like, I knew this movie, and I was like, well, we're obviously gonna have to watch it for the podcast. But I'm also like, oh, well, maybe there will be more to this. Maybe there will be like some crazy deadite or I don't know what I was expecting. But I'm like, oh, there will probably be something crazy that kind of pops out of nowhere. But again, it doesn't. It's not really like that, and I think it's kind of intentionally that way. But I think in watching it now i'm like oh i was kind of i wanted it to turn left when it was supposed to turn right or something like that like i just i thought there'd mm-hmm. be a little bit more surprise to it than that also too i i don't know this may come across as controversial but fuck it uh i feel like this is trying to go for evil evil dead 2 vibes like with the tone and all that but i don't think it's as successful as evil dead 2 in terms of like that kind of like balance of comedy and horror because uh, mm. Definitely at times it feels like it's going for comedy, like especially with the over the top, like vomiting and bleeding and stuff like it's, it feels like it's going for that vibe. But again, it doesn't feel like it really achieves that the same way Evil Dead 2 does. I feel like we're yeah. underselling the goat. <laughs> you know what? The goat was not enough of this fucking movie. That's oh, my, I I needed that more of my the dumbest goat. decision. Yeah. Like why that goat should have been in there from the beginning. And then I would have fucking loved this movie because that goat, (laughs) especially when it starts talking, I was was all for that shit. I was so ready. And I mean, Mm. here's, here's something that I feel like might differ, like make a difference on how you view this movie is if you try and sympathize with the main character, Mm. I think that is going to be your downfall as you watch this. You want her to die. Yeah, if you're not cheering for her falling into that pit in hell by the end of this movie, then I think um, you've watched this movie the wrong way, in my opinion. <laughs> I would agree with that. I would agree mm-hmm. with that. It's it's one of those... It's a Twilight Zone thing. Yeah. It's like... Or or, or Lovecraft. It's like the point uh, is to watch her suffer and fall into a pit of needles. That's the point. Yeah. Yes, you should be You're questioning. Not a good person. No, you should be questioning all of her decisions in this movie. She kills her own goddamn cat. That is like, yeah. I mean, that was one of the things too that I was like, okay, this has to be satire because literally, as soon as the slightest thing happens, suddenly her cat is now dead to her, and she doesn't give a shit about. Like that's her her fucking cat. She could have just like ran outside and tried to find a random animal, but no, she literally goes to the kitchen and grabs a knife and without a second thought murders her own cat yep. so i i i think that says all you need to know about her character uh as well as the movie <laughs> my poor cat was looking at me while, while the scene was happening i'm like don't worry you're fine 
<laughs> and they did the thing too where like she's researching or like looking something up on the computer and then she she immediately cuts to like petting her cat and being all cute with her cat and it's like no she's not gonna there's no way this movie is trying to make it seem like she might sacrifice her cat but there's no way and then she just does like she's in her house and there's one second of danger that she's in and she's like fuck it this cat's gotta go this cat's dead yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> this cat serve is going to serve its purpose yeah uh yeah um yeah yeah that the, the cat and the goat really there's like a lot of weird animal stuff in this movie more than i was <laughs> expecting uh yeah uh riley got a couple emails for us i felt really bad for the main character i know she confesses at the end but still mm, you shouldn't feel bad for her no i mean she wanted the promotion that's why i mean she's selfish like yeah yeah i think there's even an interview that sam raimi did ages ago too where he specifically says don't feel bad for the main character she's the villain and the old woman who she fucks over is technically the victim yeah. which is definitely a way that you can view this i don't want to necessarily go that far and say that someone who puts an evil drag me to hell curse on someone else is not not necessarily a bad guy but at the same time the, the main character christine it, her own actions kind of uh were the catalyst she i think it's the stakes of things too like this is a woman who's gonna lose her house and all because this girl just wants a promotion like i think that's where i'm like eh, you're an awful person like if she was just like denying somebody on something that was a little bit more inconsequential i'd be like eh. but this person's losing their house because this person wants a promotion like ah eh, fuck you christine like, you're just well, the worst. and like the way that it's framed it seems like this is something she could she does have the power to do she does yeah. have the power to put an extension on this it's not necessarily that she literally can't do it for one reason or another it's yeah. just that she wants to impress her boss so she, she she just chooses not to extend it basically i mean um the woman but did yeah later die right so oh maybe, yeah she's super she, dead later on maybe she made the right call but <laughs> she's oh like, the gumming scene oh, oh, oh thanks for reminding me about that oh. it's amazing and it doesn't it's just happen on her chin and stuff like it's just so fucking weird and it happens more than once yeah <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It's so nasty. All of the sound effects, they really play up all those mouth noises too. And I just, oh, that stuff well, makes my skin crawl. Yeah. You know, in a crossover with, with, with Army of Darkness, the sound design in Raimi movies are always so top notch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Almost too top notch. Well, yeah. <laughs> a little bit too top notch. It's a little wet and gloopy for this one. Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, Lily says, I love this movie. I find it hilarious. Hilarious, sorry. It's so gross and over the top. Uh, yeah. I mean, not wrong there. <laughs> I don't know if I find the movie hilarious, though. Like I do. <laughs> I really do. Yeah, I mean, it's just the circumstances that this main character gets into, and the, some of the things that she focuses on. I'm I'm not going to spoil best line, but my best line was one of those ridiculous things that I was like, "Really, this is what you're bringing up at this point in time?" Okay. Yeah, <laughs> this is where we're hanging our hat. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, all right. Speaking of best line, what's everyone's favorite line? 
the goat, the the, yeah. the you whore, you bitch. <laughs> yeah, the talking any any line that comes out of the talking goat, which there should have yeah. been infinitely more of, in my opinion. Um, that exact same scene is where one of my favorite lines is. And this is the moment where I'm like, this is where your motivations are. They're doing the seance. They're they're speaking with the spirit. And the spirit accuses her of doing this shit. And she goes, no, it was my manager, Jim Jacks. Oh, really? This Your brain is up right. You're speaking to an evil demonic being. And you think that they care that your manager is an asshole to you at work? Like, come on. This is so ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, that was that. It was just, it was just one of those things. I was like, this is not the time to be bringing up your work, uh, mm -hmm. your work problems. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is again, it's a it's a Raimi script, and I just I love the way he writes. So. Yeah. yeah, it's just it is so there's so much great stuff. I mean, get your filthy pig knuckle off my desk. Yeah, there were there were so many scenes where she like flips from this like super sweet nice girl to just this like. She's yelling at people and yeah. like mm -hmm. like the scene in the diner with her coworker where she tries mm -hmm. to give him a thing and she's just like snapping at him and I'm like, Ooh, okay. Because that's who Christine is. Yeah. Yeah. Right? True. True. Yeah. Because the facade of who uh, of her uh, uh, of her the, the the sweet girl is very dispelled very quickly. Mm -hmm. That she, that you know she's underneath she's she's a demonic little person herself. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I I just I can't get over to Justin Long's whole character because I'm going back to his line of try not to piss off any old ladies today, okay? Like mm -hmm. saying that to someone after they've literally been attacked or assaulted by this old woman because of something that happened at work is just so. But like his whole character is ridiculous. He just forks over ten grand at one point for this. For, I mean, he doesn't even believe in any of this shit that's going on to her, but because it's so important to her. He's just going to be the perfect boyfriend and give over $10,000 to this psychic he doesn't even believe. Like, ah, uh, it was another one of those things that really hit on the, this must be a satire because mm -hmm. this character is so ridiculous. Um, I did like uh, the line of, I beat you, you old bitch. I, I yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, just fantastic. Like, I don't know. The more I like, the more I think on that line, I'm like, that's probably the most like ash ish line from this movie yep. like uh, yeah and that's kind of why i like that i'm like okay this is kind of a little bit more recognizable for me but mm. yeah. i kind of almost wish maybe they had pushed her character into more of not necessarily right into an ash character because you can't replicate an ash character like that would just never work yeah. But something more where, like, maybe she was a bit more of a character we could get behind so that mm -hmm. we could follow her on this journey as she tries to kick this old lady's ass back into hell. <laughs> like, that would have been that would have been kind of fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. We've got best performance. There's a lot, few performances that, that was like, okay, they're not too bad. So it's going to be tough to choose, but why don't you two go first? Because I can't decide yet. <laughs> well, I was just going to be a broken record and bring up the goat again. But <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with giving the, the goat, uh, the goat performance. Uh, <laughs> uh, the goat is goat. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll see myself out. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
I, I don't know. I don't know if I really have like a good answer for this. I, I wasn't necessarily super paying attention to whose performance I thought was the best when I watched this because I was just distracted by all of the shit that was happening on screen. Lorna Raver is going for broke in this movie. Yeah. And, as Mrs. Ganoush. Mm. Um, I kind of, I kind of love her stuff and, and, and just like, I, like, the the character nuance stuff within Allison Loman's performance is really really interesting, mm-hmm. because because of the the same things we the, that switch that we talk about the false facade and stuff like that. I think mm-hmm. it's, I mean, you have to hate this character to cheer for this movie, and I think she does yeah. a good job. I think so. Yeah, that's true. Especially that Allison Loman's kind of got nutty opinions in real life, so it makes it a little bit easier. Oh, oh, this really? is the first I'm hearing about this. Oh, yeah. shit. Uh, yeah, I think you should probably go to Allison Lohman's Twitter page. Oh, Ooh. should I? Or will I be scarred if I do that? Uh, it's not going to be great. <laughs> Fair. <sighs> okay. Uh, yeah, you know what? I kind of want to say Lorna Raver, too. I think, like, as eh, some, like... The other performances are what they are, but, like, she's kind of that, like, erratic kind of spice. Like, if this is a recipe, she's kind of like the the hot chili you throw in there just to kind of spice things up. So I, I kind of like her out of the bunch just because I think she's got the most to work with. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, uh, any other performances? I mean, the goat should really win because yeah. it's because of the goat. Because but... the goat. Any other choices or any other thoughts on best performance? I I love Justin Long. I just want to say that. <laughs> yeah, me too. He's a cute. <laughs> he's just he's great. I also listened to his podcast Life is Short with oh, Justin Long. That's okay. really good. There actually the last episode I listened to was Kevin Bacon and it's just such a great episode. So That's awesome. I just not saying that he's my favorite performance of the movie. I just wanted to say it, put it out there that I love Justin Long. Uh, as you should, because Justin Long is yeah. great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, you know what? Like, I, I feel like Justin Long kind of wore on me a little bit in that time frame. Like, but watching the movie now, I'm like, it's been a while since I've seen him. I, I think if I saw this movie when it came out, I would have been like, oh, you again. But because, <laughs> like, at the time, I think when uh, he was doing things, it was like, I don't know, he just was a little bit more kind of out there like he was in a bunch of stuff he was in like a bunch of he was in some rom-coms too and stuff so Mm -hmm. he was was kind of out there a little bit uh i think now that yeah it's been a while since uh yeah like i'm looking at his credits here and literally from like the early 2000s up until around like 2010 is like a good bulk of his credits which is kind of crazy to think about in retrospect but um okay uh Best kill. I mean, it's gotta be her getting dragged to hell, right? Like it's literally the title mm-hmm. of the movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it's it's a cool effects shot too. Yeah, I kinda like it actually. Like, especially yeah. with the train going right over top and like it yeah. cuts back to Justin Long's dribbling crying face and you're like, Holy shit, she's going down. Yeah. <laughs> Which is such a cool way to cut to credits. Yeah. Yeah. I just it's it it's a Twilight Zone Outer Limits ending. It's that, mm-hmm. 
yeah i i dig it i i really dig it yeah and i i mean i i think another reason why i i, I love this film so much is because of my stephen king upbringing yes. and 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 all the books i read so this one very directly tied to Stephen, uh, well, the Richard Bachman book Thinner, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's it's kind of in line. It's it's that gypsy horror stuff, right? So, yeah. um, yeah, just the downerness of that because, I mean, Thinner has a less dour and 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 finite ending to it, but uh, this one, this one, like I said, he Raimi's going for broke. He's he's full bore in this movie. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I I have to say that I have to say her dying at the end too, especially mm-hmm. because it's like he pulls out Justin Long pulls out the envelope and he's talking about some coin in an envelope like that he has in an envelope and you're like of fucking course, of course he's got some old coin in an envelope that she would take instead of her button, like of course that's how this movie's playing out. Yeah, uh, and then she gets dragged under and you're like, yeah, <laughs> it was kind of satisfying. Like not gonna lie, I was yeah. like, go bitch, fucking get done with you. Like, <laughs> uh, and it's just it's it's kind of one of those things of like if you're watching this movie with this idea that she's just some bumbling blonde going about like tr- trusting all of these people and all these like psychics and things like that and all, all of the tropes are hit in like the the classic cursed you know uh horror movie mm-hmm. style story you know um, and then you get to the end and she still gets taken down. And for some reason, it's just so satisfying. It's just, it, it seems like if you're watching this from a perspective that you don't want good things to happen to her, at least it really does seem like the perfect little bookend of like, fuck yeah. It really is. Like, I, I don't know. Like I was, I was waiting for that moment where I sympathize with her. And I think that's also a part of the reason why I didn't like this movie as much is like Ash in the Evil Dead movies, like, he's an asshole, but there's that certain level that he kind of weaves out of where you still like him, even though when he's doing things that are kind of asshole-ish. Like, mm. he's got that likability. I was looking for that with her, and I never really got that. Like, I was like, no, you're just kind of an awful person. Yeah, um, she's she's very meek. She's not charismatic like Ash is. She is more yeah. the kind of person who's like... Oh well, my boss is gonna get me in trouble, and I, I really want that promotion. Like, like that's the kind of way I picture. Her. Except for when she's like lashing out at people, um, yeah. then she that's when like the flip switches. But it, it, she doesn't necessarily have that same charisma about it as as Ash does, or or any real reason for you to want to root for her. You know, because yeah. she's just got a regular boring ass life, and she doesn't really. <laughs> She doesn't really seem to kick ass the same way, you know? Yeah, like, I don't know. I kind of wanted a little bit more of her kind of, like, just weaving that line of being a little bit more likable. Yeah. I, I, or yeah. at least a little more badass. That Yeah, that even too, right? Like, just, I don't know, give her a little bit more than just her just, like, I don't know, doing what she was doing. But uh, Dumbest decision. I think it's got to be her denying the, the loan, the, the mortgage extension. Like, yeah. it's got to be that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I would I would also argue, um, if you're a psychic who knows a lot about the paranormal, maybe realizing a little sooner that she could have just gifted the button to someone else, that yeah. would have probably been a, a less dumb decision instead of waiting until the old woman psychic is dead and all of these other things have happened. Like, maybe just realize a little sooner, oh, hey, this thing that's under your possession, you could just give that away. And then your problem is solved. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. 
there was a few times throughout this movie where I'm like, this could have been easily solved. Like, yeah, yeah. We didn't need. But to that's know. that's that's also one of the reasons that I just find it so ridiculous and funny is because there are many moments in this movie where someone could have made a way more rational decision and it would have been like solved for the most part or i i don't know but but it doesn't because you have to have the main character make stupid dumb decisions so that by the end you're cheering for her being dragged into the pits of hell yeah it's interesting that you mentioned that sam raimi interview where he said that she's definitely not the hero because i'm like okay that kind of makes sense Mm -hmm. again i still would have liked a little bit more dimension to her character but i like yeah when you you tell me that like that kind of helps a little bit because i'm like at least the movie knows that she's not a good person but Oh, yeah. I This interview that I found, I mean, I had to read it through the Wayback Machine because it's from a website that looks like it got taken down. I found the link through the TV Tropes page for this movie, which is also a good read. Okay. Um, but yeah, he talks a lot about like how her character, how the viewer specifically was supposed to sympathize with her character so that by the end you're like, oh, she made all these shit decisions and maybe I'm also a shit person for thinking that she should have got out of this or it was something to that effect in the, in the uh, interview. It's a pretty interesting interview to read, but uh, yeah, he, he very explicitly states that at least in his eyes, um, the old woman is this victim and, and Christine, the main character in this movie is very much the villain. Mm. Cool. Next time to rate this. Uh, Steve, do you want to go first? Yeah, I, this is an 8 out of 10. I really enjoy this movie. Um, I, I, I'm able to surmount its flaws just because of the stylishness of it, the the absolute um, undeniable raminess of this movie. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, you just watch her get dragged to hell for an hour and a half and I'm totally down. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, I I almost I felt a little conflicted before watching this movie about how I would feel, and I still feel like I kind of feel that way. Um, there are definitely some parts of this movie that are so ridiculous and goofy, and at least in my opinion, um, just it, it, so much of this just seems like a satire of other B or not B, but like generic movies that do all the same tropes and all the hit all the same story beats and mm-hmm. you can kind of read them before you even get into them because you know what's going to happen it's they all have the pretty much the same storyline so mm-hmm. um watching this movie as a satire of that is definitely a good experience um but yeah if you watch this movie straight as just like a this is going to be just a generic horror movie and i am trying to sympathize with this main character and I, I think you're in for a bad time. I definitely yeah. understand the how boring this movie can be if that is what you're getting out of it and that's what you are expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you don't pick up on all the comedic, stupid, ridiculous things that are so Sam Raimi, um, then it's just going to be all over the place and kind of weird and maybe not make too much sense. Um, and I definitely think that there could have been maybe a little bit of uh, a more obviousness to the the funnier satire Sam Raimi ridiculousness. Um, and maybe it wouldn't have been such a disconnect between those two opinions about this movie. Mm. Um, anyways, that I, I think in terms of a score, I'm probably going to go with a... I think I'm going to go a little lower. I'm going to go with a seven for this one. Because sitting down and like having a beer while you watch this i definitely think i would get the same like this is just ridiculous and a fun ride and especially with all of the gore and like the whole like like they do they really do a good job of making you squirm while you watch this movie Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm. 
I'd also go with a seven as well. Despite my hangups with this movie, I mean, it was well shot. Uh, there were some good things I liked about it. I just, yeah, I think it lacked a little bit of that extra polish and kind of, I don't know, just it could have been a lot more cohesive and a lot more livelier as a film. I think it just kind of was a little too subdued for me, but yeah. I mean, it's still a good movie. I would still recommend people check it out despite uh, my hangups with it. So, Cool. Um, Steve, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, uh, I am on uh, Twitter and Instagram and I believe Letterboxd at The Steve Dead uh, to go with my Raimi love that I've been prattling on about for the last two episodes. Uh, and then I'm on the shift with Shane Hewitt every Thursday at 11 p.m. Pacific time across Canada. And then my website, stevestebbing.ca. Nice. Taylor, where can people find you in the internet? Um, I am on, where am I? Instagram and Twitch <laughs> as Psychronomicon. I don't always give Sam Raimi movies 10 out of 10, but I definitely fucking love Sam Raimi and all of his movies regardless. And that comes across um in my username choices as well sometimes um mm. i where else am i, I have a blog circeanic.home.blog where if i do any other big projects or thing fun things on the internet i usually post about it there and that's pretty much it nice uh yeah i'm over on twitter film critic kurt uh you can read my tweets about me being an iron mutant or uh, check out my review on that hashtag show for Joe Bob's Heartbreak Trailer Park. And uh, thanks to the crew over there who indulged me on when I come to them. I'm like, I want to review Joe Bob. But they're like, how can you review something like that? I'm like, oh, watch me. I will make it happen. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, check out theringrunners.com. I think by the time this comes out, you might be able to hear my thoughts on the Batman. I'm guessing. Oh, probably. I don't know. Depends on if Mark Brothers wants to play nice or not. Ooh, Shade Throne. <laughs> yep. Deserved, though. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and then, yeah, threeingrunners.com. Yeah, check that out. And with that said, we'll see you all next time. Uh, bye for now.